Make sure to lock all your doors and windows, grab your favorite hot beverage, switch off your lights, and listen to these true scary stories to help get you into the holiday spirit. <laughs> She didn't tell me someone died there. One summer, during college, I took a job as a counselor at a girls' scout camp. I was in charge of a cabin full of girls that would change from week to week as new campers came in, but I stayed in the same cabin all summer. As time went on, I noticed weird stuff happening. Girls complained of nightmares, which I thought was normal except that all the girls seemed to be having the same nightmares. They all talked of a mean old man who had a scar on his face and chased them through the camp up to the cabin where they locked themselves inside while he banged on the doors and windows. There were other strange things too. Returning to the cabin to discover the lights on while we'd all make sure it was off before we left as a group for dinner or an evening activity. Meals were mandatory, and activities were camp-wide. No one should have been off on their own to turn the lights on once we'd left the cabin for the evening. I also noticed that any food or water bottles I had in the cabin tended to disappear. At first, I blamed the girls because they weren't allowed to have food of their own, so I thought maybe they were looking through my bags to steal the candy bars I'd store there for a little pick-me-up but again, like with the lights, there just wasn't any reasonable time in which anyone would be alone long enough in the cabin for them to go through my bag unnoticed. At the end of the summer, the girls had gone home and the staff spent a tiring weekend packing the camp up and cleaning everything from top to bottom. On our last night, we were having a big bonfire and socializing, and generally having a great time saying goodbye to each other. As I was getting ready to return to my cabin for one last night of sleep, the camp director came up to me and asked in a kind of strange way how the summer had been. I told her the campers were exhausting at times, but that I really enjoyed the work and hoped to be back next summer. She pried a bit more, and eventually I realized she was asking if I'd notice anything strange about the cabin. It turns out that while the camp was closed up for the winter, a homeless man had broken into this particular cabin and evidently spent a few weeks there before the owner of the camp discovered his body there at the beginning of spring. The camp director even came with me back to the cabin where she pulled one of the bunk beds away from the wall and showed me a number of lines that had been carved into the wall. Tallies they thought meant he was tracking each day that passed. I did go back to the job the following summer, but on the condition I was assigned a different cabin. A bad feeling. In 2002, I moved to Los Angeles, was living in my first apartment alone. I didn't have a lot of money, and my neighborhood wasn't that great but it seemed safe enough and I was excited to live in a place alone, so I figured I could handle myself. One morning, I got ready for work, grabbed my bag, and went to head out the door, but the door wouldn't open. At first, I thought I'd forgotten the lock was turned, so I double-checked it a few times, but the door was totally stuck. I freaked out, 
suddenly claustrophobic in a small space and annoyed that I was going to be late for work. I picked up the phone to call my landlord when I heard gunshots outside. I ran to the door and it pulled open smoothly. I thought better of it and shut and locked it again, waiting for the police to come before I opened it again. Later that day, I found out there had been a shooting directly in front of my building at exactly the time I would have been walking out the door. I wasn't the intended target, obviously, but I think someone was watching out for me, making sure I wouldn't get caught up in someone else's violence. The Man in the Window I used to have a weekly overnight babysitting job for a couple who frequently spent nights in another nearby city caring for one of their ailing parents. It was an easy gig because they only had one kid who was eight years old and pretty independent. I just played with him for a few hours and got him ready for bed and then got paid for another 14 hours while I watched TV, raided their fridge, and slept. The one thing I hated about the job, however, was the house. It was a somewhat modern house in the country and they had big open windows and the style was such that there weren't any curtains I could close. I just had to watch TV and live with the anxiety of knowing someone outside could be watching me and I'd have no idea. One night, I was sitting down in the living room and I thought I heard a noise so I turned the volume on the TV down. Sure enough, what I heard was a slight tap, tap, tap. I looked around and didn't see anything out of place, so I assumed it was a noise from a tree or something outside. But every time I turned the volume back up, I heard the same tap, tap, tap. Finally, I turned the TV off altogether and started walking around the house. As my eyes adjusted to the darker room, I saw a man outside the window, fingernail pressed to the glass, making that tap, tap, tap noise and smiling at me. I freaked out and sprinted upstairs to check on the kid, but the worst part was that there wasn't a phone upstairs so I eventually had to creep back downstairs to grab a phone and call the police. I tried to avoid looking at the window, but I snuck a glance and he was still there, just watching me calmly. I locked myself and the kid into his bedroom and waited for the police. They never found any trace of someone around the house, and I suspect they thought I was some kid playing a prank, but I know the person I saw was a full-grown man and that he just stood there enjoying the fear he caused me to feel. Unexpected Company I went to my mom's house in the middle of the day to pick up a sweater I'd left there a few days earlier. She was at work, but I often popped in to pick up something or leave her some vegetables from my garden for her while she was at work. When I walked in the door, there was an elderly man seated at her breakfast table. He looked up and smiled at me, and I assumed my mother was home from work that day and entertaining a neighbor for breakfast. I smiled politely and said hello and explained I was just grabbing a sweater. 
I then walked out the door and sent a text to my mom on my way to work saying I'm sorry to have missed her and interrupted her breakfast company. She called me back freaking out because she was at work and had no idea who was in her house. The Message in the Closet In 8th grade, my family moved into a house where another family had lived before. I found out from the kids in the neighborhood that they moved away after the family's four-year-old daughter was killed in the home in a freak accident. The mother was leaving for work and accidentally ran the kid over in the driveway. Everyone felt really bad for them and understood why they moved away right after with their other daughter, who was 13 or so at the time. I never told anyone, but some nights I swear I could hear a little girl crying somewhere in the house. At first, it was so real that I wandered around the house, convinced that somehow a kid had gotten lost and needed help. But I never found any real person making the noises. This went on for years, and I just got used to it. Five years later, I was leaving for college, and my mom was going to turn my room into a nice guest bedroom where I'd stay when I came home. But she could also use it as an office most of the time. One of my jobs was to strip the entire room of the wallpaper that had been there since before we moved in. I got to a section in the closet and noticed it was patched in with glue as if it had been stripped away and then hastily replaced. I scratched around the corners until a small section of wallpaper easily came off. Underneath in black ink, someone had written, it wasn't an accident. They're going to hurt me, too. Tune in on Friday as I bring you more true creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. You'll find the links in the show notes. Stay safe and remember that real life is scarier than fiction. Ha, 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 ha.